It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. These are indeed strange days on planet Earth. Welcome to another week of Global Alert News. Commercial Free News Hour brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. Let's dive right in. Did CIA Director William Casey really say decades ago, quote, we will know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false? You decide, based on where we are today. In the meantime, let's sort through some breaking headline reports. Norwegian medical professor finds link between AstraZeneca vaccine and fatal blood clots, but the EMA, the European Medicines Association, tells Europe to continue anyway because, quote, benefits outweigh the risks, end quote. Question, benefits to who and to what end? And this breaking bit of information from last week, the CDC maintains a volunteer reporting database on vaccines. It is called the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, or VAERS. The annualized adverse events are approximately 35,000 for all vaccines. Compare that to the first 10 weeks of the administration of the COVID-19 vaccines that resulted in over 31,000 reports of adverse reactions. And remember, it's estimated that only 10% at most of adverse reactions are reported to the VAERS database. Only 10%. Another headline, former Gates Foundation vaccine scientist calls for halt to vaccinations and predicts, quote, wipeout, end quote, of populations. Listen carefully to this. This is a world-renowned virologist that used to work for the Gates Vaccine Organization. The report starts with this. The former head of the vaccine development office for the German equivalent of the CDC, that's the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, and university professor has released an open letter to the scientific community and to the world warning that the present mass vaccination program may quote wipe out large parts of our human population in quote dr gert vanden bosch writes in his open letter which he submits to the world science community for open discussion quote it's becoming increasingly difficult to imagine how the consequences of the extensive and erroneous human intervention in this pandemic are not going to wipe out large parts of our human population he continues one could only think of very few other strategies to achieve the same level of efficiency in turning a relatively harmless virus into a bioweapon of mass destruction in quote his words not mine Dr. Bosch says the decision to publish the letter was, quote, agonizing and that he understands he is putting, quote, all of my reputation and credibility at stake, end quote. He said he expects other scientists to do the same if their consciences dictate. The report continues. While the science behind his explanation is somewhat complex, Bosch argues that the vaccinated subjects and COVID-19 seropositive people will lose both their acquired and innate immune defense against COVID-19, end quote. The report continues with this. The new technology in vaccines, which has never before been tried on people, the mRNA technology, has so far resulted, according to a reporting platform run by the CDC, in over 1,600 deaths, possibly, but not for certain, related to the vaccinations, and nearly 20,000 adverse events. We know the number now is higher than that, as I just covered. 
The report continues with this. The system is the CDC's Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. And again, those numbers have gone up since this letter was drafted and sent to the science community. The pharmaceuticals industry regularly releases statements asserting that there are no positive confirmed casual relationships between a death and a vaccine, even though many deaths involve people whose families report they were healthy and had no underlying issues. Separately, different groups of doctors and scientists have issued statements warning of the unnecessary risk of the vaccines for a 99.4% to 99.8% survival rate virus, which is similar to the normal flu virus. For most age ranges, one has a greater chance of dying of flu than of COVID-19. And here's the statistical chart on that. COVID survival rates, 0 to 19 years, 99.997%. 20 to 49 years, 99.98% survival rate. 50 to 69 years old, 99.5% survival rate. 70 plus years old, 94.6% survival rate. Report continues with this. In January, the government of Norway issued a warning over the safety of the COVID vaccines for people over 75 who are frail and had other conditions, which is exactly one of the target populations of the U.S. That seems alarming, isn't it? And there's this. A recent statement from an internationally renowned microbiologist, Dr. Sukarit Bhakti. He told Fox News on Nationwide TV, quote, exact quote, I warn you, if you go along these lines, you are going to go to your doom and so unnecessary, end quote. And he is referring to receiving the mRNA vaccination. You decide. Research. Don't blindly trust official narratives that are being pumped out by the power structure controlled mainstream media weapon of mass deception. Think for yourself. Research for yourself. More data on this issue. Italian researchers state this. Vaccines will not work because SARS-CoV-2 is also entering bacteria. In quote from that headline. And this, major European nations suspend use of AstraZeneca vaccine. Lithuania was one of those nations where my father-in-law lived. I'll get to that in a moment. And what happened to him immediately after he received the AstraZeneca vaccine. Gallup poll says 51% of healthcare workers refuse to vaccinate. Don't see mainstream media really trumpeting that, do we? And there's this headline to consider from last week. Hundreds of thousands of Israelis have said no to the COVID-19 vaccine. Why are they waiting? Question mark. I wonder. Perhaps they decided to actually do some research. And there's this headline also from last week. Nearly 100,000 Israelis neglected to get their second dose. From that report, some 100,000 Israelis have only received the first dose of the coronavirus vaccine, but did not show up for the second dose. Let's stand back a bit and take a look at the wider horizon. This headline from last week, quote, things are out of control. There's a shortage of everything and prices are soaring. What happens next? Question mark. But wait, it can't be that bad, right? The stock market's at record highs. Everything will magically work itself out, right? Shockingly, many actually believe that. Endless money printing from thin air is the means by which the controllers are attempting to temporarily cover up the unfolding and accelerating collapse of Earth's life support systems. Fiat money printing is their attempt to pacify populations till the last possible moment before total collapse and that moment draws near. CB19 is a response to everything I just described. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the commercial-free Global Alert News Hour brought to you by GeoengineWatch.org. If you're willing to face breaking bad news reports head-on, you came to the right place. 
Let's press on into the bad news abyss. And as we do so, remember and consider this. The hallmark of a healthy mind is an unyielding willingness to face the truth no matter how dire or how dark. For the entire length of our existence, GeoengineWatch.org has stated on the record that as the collapse of Earth's life support systems becomes increasingly impossible to hide, the power structure's desperation would go exponential. We stated and hold to the conclusion that three primary cards would likely be played by those in power as this unfolded. Global conflict, false flag events, and pathogen release. Not necessarily all at once or in that specific order. What is the crown jewel weapon of the global controllers? Look up and you'll see. Take the time to view the just-released documentary by GeoengineWatch.org that exposes the global climate engineering cover-up titled the dimming and you will better understand what's happening above us you can find this on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org consider that there are many more layers to the atmospheric aerosol spraying operations than just the stated purpose connect the dots put the puzzle pieces together how many saw biden's cdc speech yesterday circular babble. He can barely articulate a complete and coherent sentence. He's a power structure prop in the play, just as the previous occupant of the White House was as well, whether he was aware of it or not. Useful idiots utilized to divide, distract, and polarize populations and to push controller agendas until the moment of impact. Left, right, conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican, all orchestrated tools of mass division and distraction. And yes, the new occupant of the White House is pushing the CV-19 agenda as hard as he can. And what about the previous occupant of the White House? This headline from last week from CBS News and other sources, quote, Trump urges people to get COVID vaccine saying, quote, it's safe and it works, end quote. Question, which vaccine? Which of the dozen vaccines from all over the world, from different companies, different formulas, which vaccine? And works for which of the ever-increasing number of CV-19 variants that conveniently pop up whenever needed? As GeoengineWatch.org stated at the beginning of the CV-19 scenario, this would be the case, that new strains would appear whenever and wherever needed. Draw your own conclusion from that. Meet the new boss. Same as the old boss. Unfolding biosphere collapse, again, is the bottom line. The rest is a controller response to it. The human race continues its apocalyptic journey to the bottom of the abyss. And for those that think it's bad now, you haven't seen anything yet. The party is just getting started. And what's coming will make Mad Max seem like a day at Disneyland. How many have stopped to consider that the vast majority of political pundit radio broadcast talking heads from both sides of the orchestrated political fence are towing the line for the power structure? Because at the end of the day, after slinging mud at each other, left, right, liberal, conservative, Democrats, Republican, whichever side of the fence these radio talking heads claim to be on, they end up all pushing the official narrative on the core issue of CV-19 and the official remedies for it. Reach into the bag, pull one out, inject it. Don't read the label. Just trust the experts. Those that have the audacity to actually investigate, to actually examine the ingredients and ramifications are labeled as crazy conspiracy theorists. Are legitimate investigations from internationally recognized medical experts whose conclusions differ from official narratives allowed 
on major social media platforms? Short answer, no. Last week, a CNN commentator who represents the U.S. government stated, quote, vaccines are the pathway back to pre-pandemic life, end quote. How does the saying go? If you believe that, I have a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. Again, I pay homage to my farmer friend, Glenn, from Illinois, who rightfully refuses to inject his cows with anything that he hasn't thoroughly investigated, but who is also rightfully perplexed at the people he knows, intelligent people, Glenn says, that are lining up like lemmings to be injected with a, quote, warp speed brew that they know nothing about. Something to consider. More Frontline Reports. Many have not heard, certainly not from mainstream media. Bill Gates tied to Chinese firm, quote, mining Americans' DNA. From that report, Bill Gates has close ties to the Chinese genomics firm that has been flagged by U.S. officials for, quote, mining the DNA of Americans via COVID-19 tests. That's interesting, isn't it? It seems those brain-bruising foot-long Q-tips are good for lots of things. There are many layers to the onion as the proverb goes. Aside from the DNA mining by Mr. Gates and the genomics firm, was the PSA CV-19 test actually appropriate or even remotely accurate as it was being used for? Investigate what the inventor of this test had to say, a scientist who won the Nobel Peace Prize for his work on this type of test. I can only imagine you'll be shocked and left with many more questions if you do an honest, objective investigation on what I just outlined. If it isn't yet self-evident, our former reality is over and it's not coming back. The question now is, will anyone survive the ride to the bottom of the abyss? China has admitted on the record it's going to expand its weather engineering operations by 500% in the next four years. This question then begs to be answered, will there be anything left to salvage by then? The mathematical statistical answer is no, that even on the current trajectory, without this expansion of the climate engineering insanity that China has openly announced they're going to do, there will be nothing left by that point in time of the planet's life support systems, nothing that matters. And now let's ask this question, how long will the denial continue regarding the U.S. climate engineering operations that are exponentially larger than China's? Stay tuned. I'll fill in more blanks on the U.S. climate engineering operations, what is occurring right now in the U.S., and the ramifications. Biosphere collapse, again, will remain the bottom line. In the meantime, mainstream media sources, again, must be considered a power structure weapon of mass deception. And deception involves omission. Here's a few headlines that some may not have heard from mainstream media. Marvelous Marvin Hagler has met his demise shortly after receiving his vaccination, as was the case with Hank Aaron. And here's a personal story. My father-in-law, whom my wife recently begged in tears for an hour not to receive his injection. This is in Lithuania. This is a personal story. It is exactly true. And I'm only sharing it with my listeners, to those in social media that would censor this type of personal story. That is not okay. This is my father-in-law who was pressured by other family members to receive an injection recently. He had not been in the hospital for about two decades prior to this 
receiving of this injection. After receiving it, he had to go back to the hospital within about three hours, was put in critical care where he remains. That is a personal testimony, and it needs to be heard, and it is only one of countless such testimonies, but that is my testimony from my family. From multiple sources, this from last week, Fauci claims babies and toddlers need to be vaccinated for, quote, herd immunity. Fauci touts 2022 as a viable timeline to do this. Fauci dismisses the notion that the mRNA vaccines could alter genetics of kids. Simply quoting a headline, if you have not done any thorough investigation of exactly who and what Mr. Fauci is, you should, and at the same time, investigate the mRNA data. Just asking listeners to investigate. I'm not giving you conclusions. I've only shared, again, personal testimony of personal experience that is related to an immediate family member. More headlines. Israel's, quote, green pass. That's what is being used to coerce Israel's population into following the official push to accept whatever injection may be available at the time. I would encourage research of how the Israeli population is responding. Please research that for yourself. I'm not even sure I can quote some of the headlines from Israeli media on social media now because they simply are too detrimental to the official narrative on the CV-19 scenario. What we're currently free-falling into with populations all over the globe is Stockholm Syndrome on steroids. And that is the behavior, again, being exhibited by far too many human beings. And for those that are not completely familiar with the core meaning of Stockholm Syndrome, here's a summary definition from the Encyclopedia Britannica. Stockholm Syndrome, definition, psychological response wherein a captive begins to identify closely with his or her captors, as well as with their agenda and their demands. Yes, Stockholm Syndrome on steroids. That is exactly where we are. Let's get to some of our elected officials. How are they behaving? This from last week. Governor Gavin Newsom hasn't yet gotten his CB19 injection. Why do you suppose that is? Gavin says he hasn't taken the injection because he wants to be sure that all those that really need it get it first. Gavin, are you referring to the elderly? How's that going? Covered that in this broadcast already. What's happening to the elderly that are receiving this injection. On that note, I hope all will take the time to do a thorough, independent investigation into the ongoing results of care home vaccination results. Again, my father-in-law got the AstraZeneca injection. He was admitted into a critical care unit within hours after that. He's still there today. But the, quote, experts say there's nothing to worry about. There's no connection, they say. My father-in-law hasn't been to the hospital in years. He hasn't needed to, and he ended up in critical care hours after the injection. But again, the experts say, just a coincidence. Well, that's very reassuring. The big pharma medical industrial complex paid experts wouldn't lie to us, would they? They wouldn't try to hide the truth, would they? Our societies are taught to blindly worship the education and opinions of the so-called experts. But I ask this question, does our education system teach honor? Does it teach virtue? Does it teach morality or something entirely different, such as self-serving motivations that are all too often criminal? 
Our honor, our virtue, our morality is the only thing that we own. It's the only thing that can never, ever be taken from us. We must give it away. And how many are all too willing to give it away in order to preserve their personal paradigm for just a bit longer? How tragic and pathetic that truly is. And what about the so-called experts, the climate scientists that tell us we need to geoengineer immediately to avert planetary catastrophe. And they tell us it would look exactly like what we're seeing in our skies. And it would have exactly the same results, shredded ozone layer, disrupted hydrological cycle, contamination of the entire surface of the planet. But they say, we're not seeing what we're seeing. They tell us, don't believe your lying eyes, believe us because we say so. When will that end? When will the God-given common sense that we all have be utilized? It must be utilized. That's why we have it. And if we ignore that for official narratives from a criminally corrupt power structure, we have seriously lost our way. On that note, back to those that have long since lost their way, are we to believe that Governor Newsom is passing on his own injection because he cares so much for his constituents that he wants them to get injected first instead of himself? You decide. And again, about climate engineering, Gavin also involved. My personal meeting with Gavin and his top aide in the Capitol, presenting data that they could not refute, did not try to refute, and yet Gavin, to this day, continues to deny what he is tasked with disclosing to the public, to his constituents, because that's better for his personal paradigm, and that's who Gavin Newsom is, part of the criminal cabal, one of their puppets, doing their bidding exactly as he is told to do. Are the highly publicized filmed injections of people like our president actually authentic? I'm just asking the question. Again, you decide. If official sources in the mainstream media that they completely control tell you over and over and over that any and every one of the, quote, warp speed injections are all, quote, safe and effective, end quote, does that make it so? And if it is so, Why do all the vaccine manufacturers demand and receive from governments all over the world total legal immunity for any and all death and injury connected to their products? Why? Closing one's eyes to blot out the view of the oncoming train is not a form of refuge or safety. Blindly believing officially ordained sources of information or individuals like Anthony Fauci that have long since sold out to the power structure, to the matrix, won't save you. And on that note, again, I ask this question, is it rational to believe that those at the top of the power pyramid have your best interest in mind? Would such a conclusion even make sense given the fact that we know that the same power brokers have for decades expressed the need to reduce global populations due to Earth's collapsing life support systems? Something to think about. And while you're thinking about it, let's consider this next new report headline from last week, from numerous sources. Quote, will mankind be extinct in a few years? Question mark. And here's the rest of the headline. Impacts of toxic agrochemicals, endocrine disruptors. Let me go through some excerpts from this report and then I will elaborate. The report states the male sperm count in Western industrial countries, including the EU and the USA, is falling at a dramatic rate. Over the past four decades, the average sperm count has dropped by 50% or more. In other words, young males today seeking to have a family have only half the sperm count that their grandfathers did. What other personal characteristics might this affect and what is affecting them so dramatically? Is it just agrochemicals or 
countless other forms of contamination of the human body, and we can all guess what those forms are, can't we? There are many forms, some of which I am no longer allowed to address on this broadcast. But this question begs to be answered. Is this a part of the agenda by those in power, again, who have spoken for decades on film, on the record, about the need to reduce human populations? How many ways are possibly being utilized to do that? I'm simply asking the question. And there's this question. How many have seen, again, Bill Gates on film and on the record, that with the right vaccine programs, populations could be reduced? Those were his words, not mine. Investigate that one for yourself. You can see him state that on the record. Again, only citing verifiable facts on this broadcast. I'm not giving conclusions. In regard to the falling sperm count of males in industrialized nations and others, that's not going to be a factor regarding human extinction at the current trajectory because biosphere collapse will do the job first. No question. Far sooner than this trajectory, i.e. the falling fertility rate. And let's ask this question. Where does CV-19 fit into this scenario exactly? We have the same personnel involved, the same people, the same players, the same corporations involved in factors that affect all of these equations, from climate engineering to the medical industrial treatments to the agrochemical industry. They're all connected, all of them, all colluding, all cooperating. What are they really up to? Ask yourself that. Answer it for yourself. A final excerpt from this report. It states, by 2050, most human beings in the industrial countries, including China, will need technological assistance to procreate. But again, as I already stated, for the record, there's no need to worry about that conclusion because in the current course, the human race and indeed life on Earth won't make it anywhere near that far down the road. We're on an unimaginably shorter timeline. And to those that roll their eyes and walk away, it's important to understand denial of what is unfolding won't alter what's unfolding. Denial is a bit like a passenger on the Titanic hiding in their cabin as if that would save them. Question, did it? In that case, let's get back to biosphere collapse because that is the calm that is underpinning everything else. From the Arctic News website, this new headline report titled, Overshoot or Omnicide? Again, for those who are unfamiliar with the omnicide term, that is a loss of life on a planetary scale. From that report, temperatures are currently suppressed by sulfate cooling. This is a covert selling of climate engineering by the Arctic News Group. They are pretending that all the filth in our skies, the majority of which in regard to particulate pollution, is from climate engineering. It's industrialized pollution as well. And I, I need to state on the record because too many continue to try to convince themselves that there's nothing wrong with the climate except climate engineering. And that is patently false. Every single form of human activity that interferes with the energy balance of the planet is a form of geoengineering. Every form of decimation from the killing of the forest, the cutting down of the forest, the burning of the forest, the killing of the oceans, the heat islands that are urban cities, all of that is hampering the Earth's energy balance. All of it is a part of the equation. The the utilization of 100 million barrels of hydrocarbon fuel every single day by the human race, how in the world could that not affect the energy balance of the planet? So again, credibility is essential in this equation. Climate engineering, the single biggest piece to the puzzle in regard to Earth's 
life support system is being disrupted, but it does not outweigh all the other pieces, and it, it is certainly not the only piece. Please, please stick to credible conclusions based on credible data, and we will gain traction in this battle. So back to what the Arctic News Group is saying. They are, first, they are covertly trying to sell climate engineering by claiming that that is the only thing, that the, the particles in the atmosphere are the only thing keeping the planet cool. And that is a blatant, glaring lie because those same particles are destroying the ozone layer, disrupting the hydrological cycle, further fueling the demise of our forests, that's Earth's life support systems, the destroyed ozone layer is killing plankton, that reduces the planet's cloud-making ability. There is a long, long list of consequences from the particulates in the atmosphere that the scientists at the Arctic News website refuse to address, making them unimaginably hypocritical. But their report continues with this. And let me continue with their full statement before I expose the incorrectness of those statements. The Arctic News Group, which, by the way, is a group of scientists that refuse to acknowledge the climate engineering elephant in the sky. They continue with this, quote, this impact, i.e. the falling out of the atmospheric particulates, will progress with the necessary transition away from hydrocarbon fuel and biofuel toward the use of more wind turbines and solar panels instead. Aerosols, i.e. again the particles in our atmosphere, typically fall out of the atmosphere within a few weeks. So as the transition progresses, this will cause temperatures to rise over the next few years. Again, covertly selling climate engineering. Let me finish one more statement from the report, and then I will expose the incorrectness of these conclusions. They state, quote, their words, in conclusion, temperatures could rise by more than 3 degrees C by the end of 2026, as indicated by their graphs, which were shown on the original data this was pulled from. At that point, they say, humans will likely go extinct, making it, in many respects, rather futile to speculate about what will happen beyond 2026. Again, this group of Arctic scientists also projecting, as geoengineeringwatch.org is, that on the current trajectory, we will not likely make it past 2026. They further state, on the other hand, the right thing to do is to help avoid the worst things from happening through a comprehensive and effective action as described in the climate plan. And what is their climate plan? What is the Arctic News Group's climate plan? These so-called scientists, these so-called experts to deploy climate engineering operations, to put jets in our skies, to spray particulates into the atmosphere, That's what solar radiation management is and has been for over 75 years. That card has already been played, and anybody who's not legally blind can see it, and they are pushing it as if it hasn't already happened. And these are the so-called experts we are supposed to believe in. How's that going so far after 75 years of intervening in Earth's life support systems? We are at the brink of planetary omnicide, and these so-called experts continue to pretend that none of it's happening, we're not really seeing what we're seeing, but we need to do it right away. We're living in an asylum, and the lack of honor, the lack of morality, the lack of virtue in the so-called scientific community is mind-numbing. It's absolutely mind-numbing. Stevie Wonder could see what's happening in our skies. And yet they don't. They deny it and they want us to deny it. They want us to believe the so-called experts. It's up to us. If we have any chance, it's up to us. And as far as the temperatures we are at right now, they are pretending that we could be at 3 degrees C by 2026. Frontline data indicates we are past 3.5 degrees C of warming since pre-industrial eras right now. Right now. We are past the point at which humans have ever existed on this planet we are in free fall toward a planet that will not sustain any life at all. And however difficult that may be to grasp, 
however difficult that may be to put into one's framework of reality. It is reality, and it is becoming ever more apparent in our silent, dead, dying forests, our oceans that have shorelines which are littered with dead sea life, and everyone's walking around with their iPhones and watching the latest political theater and caught up in it and thinking that if they just simply do what they're told on the CB19 scenario that everything will magically work itself out. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I I have so many bricks thrown at me for trying to tell the truth. And what am I to do except put my helmet on, so to speak, metaphorically, and to keep marching in this battle because I can't do otherwise. I cannot do otherwise. When I trek through the now silent, dead, and dying forest and I see this insanity going on in our skies, jet after jet after jet, what am I to do but to return to the front line of the battle and do everything in my power because... I will not, I refuse to take my last breath with any doubt that I did my absolute best in every peaceful, productive way I could to sound the alarm at the top of my lungs. The human race has decimated the planet in the geologic blink of an eye. Geoengineering is the single most destructive piece of the puzzle, but again, there are countless other factors. In regard to the near-term horizon, here's just two examples of what's closing in by the day. These are existential threats. Near-term ozone layer collapse, a mathematical certainty if industrialized, militarized civilization remains on the current course. And there's the imminent meltdown of 440 nuclear power facilities all over the world. Again, if the human race remains on the current course, man's attempt to use weather as a covert weapon is core to this entire equation. But by no means the only piece of the puzzle. Any and every form of human activity that affects the energy balance of the planet and thus the planet's life support systems is a problem. The equation is complex and with many layers. And this question about all that's going on and how many refuse to look at the wider horizon. Why mental and societal programming are so difficult to overcome? It's a form of hard wiring, something that takes profound strength and courage to overcome, but it can be done, it must be done, or we have no chance of even near-term survival on our dying planet, with ongoing climate engineering operations further fueling the entire process. Let's do another headline from last week, another breaking report, another harbinger of everything I have outlined in this broadcast. Here's the report. Unwelcoming food inflation outpaces incomes with destabilization risks for emerging markets. It is just getting started. The party is just getting started. Wait and see. From that report, food prices are undeniably soaring faster than inflation and incomes around the world. The planet's ability to support populations is collapsing. Governments around the globe know it. That's why they are all colluding and cooperating on climate engineering operations and CV-19. And there are many, many layers to this equation. Again, I stress that. Another headline, also from last week, a sign of the unfolding chaos and carnage already beginning in parts of the world. Here's the headline, quote, we are hungry, end quote. Violent protests erupt as Lebanon, quote, hyperinflation accelerates. And that's exactly what's coming for the U.S. as they print dollars like there's no tomorrow because in the current course, there won't be and they know it. From that report, it appears the Lebanese people have had enough and widespread protests pose the biggest threat to the nation's stability. Let's not forget what also happened recently in Lebanon. The explosion of many of their grain silos with what clearly, based on film footage, appeared to be an incoming projectile. 
watch the film for yourself and decide for yourself what really happened there and who did it. Those dots aren't hard to connect. Again, with an objective investigation, the report continues. The Lebanese energy minister stated that cash to fund power generation was running out, warning that the country may be plunged into darkness by April. Question, what do you think is going to happen then? They're already starving, and now they'll have no power. Chaos and carnage will then ensue. This is a harbinger scenario, a canary in the coal mine. The report continues with this. A French foreign minister who has led international efforts to bring the country back from the brink gave a stark assessment of the reality facing its population. He said, quote, I do believe that it's still not too late, wishful thinking, but we're running out of time before total collapse, end quote. End quote. Total collapse. It is not if it is when, and it is only the first domino of many that will fall. And each domino knocks over a larger domino until nobody can help anybody else. And then total collapse ensues at blinding speed. On that upbeat note, I'll get to more headlines in a moment. But first, I want to take the time to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and to help turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for your help with sounding the alarm. It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 293, March 20th, 2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it's critical information that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This commercial-free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast throughout Northern California on KQMS, 1670 AM, 104.9 FM, and 105.7 FM. KQMS is the largest news talk radio north of Sacramento. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. Those in the Reading area of Shasta County can pick up free geoengineeringwatch.org materials from the vitamin section at Orchard Nutrition. Talk to the staff in that section. Moving on. Now, the state of the planet's life support systems, which is the absolute bottom line, which is the underlying factor that is directly connected to the entire CB19 scenario and countless other scenarios that are related. The dimming, again, completed documentary by geoengineeringwatch.org that proves conclusively what heavy aircraft are emitting in our skies, the elements named in climate engineering patents. You can view this for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Please help us to circulate this critically important data. First headline, vacuuming CO2, quote, least bad climate engineering option. This headline is just another of the stellar examples of total idiocy from the so-called climate science community, which is touted by the increasingly hypocritical environmentalist communities that are concerned about preserving their 501c3s, at least their management is, so they won't address the climate engineering issue. And what this headline implies is to build very hydrocarbon fuel intense facilities to vacuum CO2 out of the atmosphere and somehow sequester it below ground. Don't we have trees that also release oxygen without any need for hydrocarbon fuel and that help the planet's hydrological cycle and create habitat. But no, we're not, gonna, we're not going to do that. We're not going to use the natural cures. We're going to build these very implausible, technologically unfeasible C 
CO2 vacuuming facilities. And what about the methane? What about the nitrous oxide? What about the other greenhouse gases? This is just complete mass distraction coming from the so-called science community, who has also, by the way, as I've stated on former broadcasts, proposed building 10 million wind-powered water pumps to put in the Arctic. How ridiculous is that? How much hydrocarbon fuel would it take to build those and transport them and maintain them? And what happens then? This proposal by the so-called experts, by the so-called climate science community to pump cold C4 water to the surface in the Arctic to help refreeze the ice. And what happens then? Warm water replaces that cold water that was at the seafloor. The formerly frozen methane deposits release, migrate through the water column, and then into the atmosphere, covering the planet like a layer of glass, and the planet turns into Venus. What a great solution from the so-called climate science community. Or there's this so-called solution from the so-called climate science community to build undersea glacier retaining walls. No idea how this could possibly be done, but they come up with this stuff. Are they doing drugs in their off time? And that's how they conjure up this kind of ridiculous so-called solution to the planetary meltdown? as if building an undersea glacial retaining wall is going to stop that glacier from melting? Or space mirrors. We're told that that's one, quote, geoengineering solution to put space mirrors. Don't, don't look at the jet. Don't look at that jet that's spraying light-scattering particles, which is the stated purpose of solar radiation management that's obviously been going on for many decades. Ignore that. And look at these ridiculous proposals from the so-called climate science community. And again, don't we have trees? But that doesn't pay these people. That doesn't provide them the paychecks and pensions that they clearly are most motivated by. And for the record, the ridiculousness being put out by the so-called climate science community is no less absurd than much of what's being pumped out by the medical industrial complex paid so-called experts. Both are on a parallel trajectory, a parallel path of disinformation and deception. Back to biosphere collapse, which is being further fueled by climate engineering, which is much more than just climate engineering. More on that in a moment. Severe storms pound deep south with massive tornadoes. That's from USA Today. Understand and consider that at minimum, if the climate engineers chose to, they could absolutely suppress the cyclonic rotations that are occurring by putting a capping layer. I'm not suggesting they do this, but they absolutely can and have numerous times in the past capping the convection, which eliminates the cyclonic rotations. Again, there's many downstream negative effects. I'm not condoning climate engineering at all. I'm just simply saying that at minimum, the climate engineers are allowing this to happen. And beyond that, if you consider the damage that has been done to the atmosphere by climate engineering, and you consider that the weather scenarios all over the globe cannot be considered natural in any way, shape, or form because the entire system has been disrupted. Thus, the liability for any and every climate engineering operation being carried out by any government all over the world. And that is why some of the documentation we have at geoengineeringwatch.org, Senate documents as much as 800 pages long, call for the total legal immunity for anyone and everyone involved in the climate engineering operations, just like the pharmaceutical industrial complex. That's how the criminal cabals that masquerade as governments function. They grant themselves immunity from anything they do to the population. And on that note, this headline from last week from the Siberian Times and other sources, confirmation of exactly what geoengineeringwatch.org has tried to sound the alarm about for over a decade. Here's the headline, quote, it's snowing 
plastic in Siberia, and new research will find out how serious the problem is. It's unimaginably serious again, now finally coming to light because they can't hide it any longer. The report states, scientists are analyzing vast quantities of microplastics in winter precipitation across swaths of Russia. Results of analysis of atmospheric precipitation collected in Siberia shows that it contains plastic fibers. Samples assess the concentration of microplastics in solid atmospheric precipitation, i.e. frozen precipitation. For the record, again, the toxic particulates raining down through our breathable air column are not just in the frozen precipitation. They are in every breath we take. And not just polymer fibers, but metal nanoparticulates, aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, and also surfactants. Not opinion, lab test proven fact, proven again and again and again. These are all climate engineering elements. They are highly toxic in and of themselves. When you combine these elements with other metals that we are definitely being exposed to, like mercury, again, in the case of aluminum and mercury, which we all now have in us, the toxicity when those two metals are combined can increase as much as 10,000%. That's 100 Times worse. It's happening in all of us. Why do we think dementia and Alzheimer's is the number one cause of death in countries like the UK? And we have peer-reviewed study to prove that, for example, in the case of aluminum, there would be no Alzheimer's in dementia in the normal human lifespan of a hundred years without that element. And why isn't the Alzheimer's Foundation addressing this? As I've shared on previous broadcasts, I tried to put a geoengineeringwatch.org informational booth up at the Alzheimer's Walk in Reading, tried to give them a donation of $500 to do so to simply disclose peer-reviewed science data. They refused to give me a booth when I showed up at that event. They threatened to arrest me, which I invited them to do, as that would bring much more attention to our data. They backed off and did nothing. We passed out all the data we could, but... Again, profoundly, so many that attended that event don't want to hear that data. They don't want the truth. It's simply too alarming to them. They don't want to know, for example, that members of the aluminum industry sit on the Alzheimer's Foundation board. What a surprise. The foxes running the hen house across the board, absolutely across the board. And why would we think otherwise when those who print the money can print whatever they want for whatever they want? They can purchase anybody's honor if you will, as I stated in this broadcast. So many are so willing to sell the only thing that they actually own, the only thing that was given to them to protect no matter what, and they sell it. So many in that category. I left Bechtel Power at a very young age. I left that entire industry because I saw men that I felt were good men once, and they had long since sold out, and I did not want to become like them. We are in the path to near-term planetary omnicide. If we don't wake up soon, if a majority of the population doesn't wake up soon, and wake up means not just facing what's happening, but realizing a responsibility, understanding and accepting a responsibility to stand against the gathering storm. That's what wake up really means. If we don't have a majority willing to do that, we have no chance. If we can do that, if we can reach a critical mass of true awareness in the way that I have just described, we have a chance of stopping so much of the insanity from the inside out. And once the curtain is fully pulled back and all those that are a part of the insanity, either actively or passively, and that includes those in media that are helping to hide the crimes, which makes them criminals in and of themselves, one can only imagine that a justifiably enraged population will take to the streets where they're 
proverbial pitchforks and torches to find anyone and everyone that is a part of this insanity and to hold them legally and morally accountable. We need to reach that point and we need to reach it soon because we are rapidly running out of time. With what I have previously covered in mind, these toxic particulates that are now proven to be raining down in the snow. Geoengineeringwatch.org has long since proved it with lab tests, but now mainstream media and mainstream science sources having to acknowledge it. With all that in mind, consider this next new mainstream media report from last week. Quote, the hay fever season has already started, exclamation point on this headline. It continues with, air pollution means more are suffering allergies. Here's how you can beat the pollen bomb. End of headline. From that report, early signs of spring are especially welcome this year, unless you are one of the millions of hay fever sufferers, as that means billions of pollen grains released by flowering trees and grasses are poised to bring misery. Report finishes with this, another excerpt. New research suggests the pollen season is lengthening, so people could get symptoms of hay fever far more this year than they used to. Just blame nature. Don't, don't look at the jet up there, the military tanker that can carry 100 tons of highly toxic and highly inflammatory particulates like those I just described. Aluminum, barium, strontium, polymer fibers, surfactants. Don't pay attention to that plane. It's that little flower in front of you that's causing you all the problems, that's causing you all the respiratory inflammation and breathing issues. We live in an asylum. We live in an absolute asylum. When we have film footage of these aircraft dispersing in altitude, nozzles visible, turning on and off, lab tests proving, shown in the dimming, proving what these aircraft are emitting, and yet we get nothing from deception but from the so-called science community on every front, in every arena, deception because they're bought sold and paid for by those who print the money and that money printing is not going to stave off total collapse for much longer in this cesspool of immorality that we are all drowning in so if you think it's just pollen you're inhaling think again it is imperative to understand and to always keep in mind the fight against climate engineering aka weather warfare is also a fight against what is inarguably a form of biological warfare Every single breath we take is tainted with extremely bioavailable and bioaccumulative climate engineering nanoparticulates. How much more can our systems handle? How much more can the web of life handle? Answer, both are already an accelerating state of collapse. On that note, let's cover a bit more of this new report that blames nature for our breathing problems and declining health. Again, while completely ignoring the constant parade of geoengineering jet aircraft that are spewing tens of millions of tons of climate engineering particulates into skies on an annual basis. More from the report. Quote, Researchers at the University of Utah School of Biological Sciences looked at data from 130 pollen collection points in 31 countries on five continents and found that COVID infection rates went up as pollen levels in the air rose. What did they not look for in these sample collections? They do not look for the incredibly small, unimaginably small nanoparticulates of heavy metals, and polymers that are mixed into this pollen. And we know it's there because we have peer-reviewed study of bees. Search bees slash aluminum. The bees are dying of symptoms that resemble Alzheimer's and dementia in a human being. Why? Because they're packed full of aluminum from collecting this pollen. We have peer-reviewed study to prove it. And who's talking about it? Who? Only us? 
This is the betrayal of the climate science community. They're betraying the human race and the entire web of life. This report finishes with this. Writing in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences last month, they, the researchers, suggested this was because inhaled pollen reduced the airway's inflammatory immune response to viruses, including COVID, so viruses were able to take hold more easily. Now, in addition to the heavy metals and polymers, the nanoparticulates they're not reporting, what they're admitting to is... These materials, this pollen that also has these other elements from climate engineering is inflaming respiratory systems, which geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on the record for a very, very long time, since the very beginning of the CV-19 scenario, making individuals more susceptible to any and every form of pathogen, including CV-19. This report admits that. And that's interesting, isn't it? And does anyone remember the science report covered in this broadcast from Italian researchers that found CV-19 itself attached to airborne particulates? And there you have it. More confirmation of exactly what GeoengineWatch.org has stated on the record from day one. That highly toxic climate engineering particulates are not only pushing us toward an endless list of human diseases that are associated with respiratory exposure to these elements, but also... Our highly inflamed respiratory systems make us all much more vulnerable, again, to any and every form of pathogen, including CV-19. And as bad as all that sounds, everything I've just covered is the tip of the proverbial iceberg in regard to the threat that the climate engineering operations pose. They control the life support systems of the planet. And let's stop and remember what President Johnson said all the way back in 1962, that the global military, the U.S. military, had the power then to control the world's cloud layer, and that, quote, he who controls the weather controls the world. And what else does it control? It controls what we are forced to breathe and whatever's in that. It controls the food supply, which also controls populations, which also controls the world. This is the underlying foundation why climate engineering is, mathematically and statistically speaking, the biggest hole in the bottom of the boat at this time. It's the greatest and most immediate threat we face Short of nuclear cataclysm, it is connected, it is intertwined with every other threat that's converging on us. And that should be incredibly obvious if all the data is examined, everything I've just covered, and how it's all interconnected. I'm out of time for this installment of Global Alert News. For our on-air AM, FM listeners, an extended version of this broadcast is available in the posting of today's Global Alert News on the homepage of geodrinkwatch.org. We are perilously close to impact at full velocity on countless fronts. If, by our collective efforts, we can expose and halt the climate engineering insanity in our skies, so many other dire truths would be brought to the surface as well. The planet would be allowed to respond on its own to the damage done. This is the single greatest leap we could make in the right direction. All are needed in this desperate effort to sound the alarm. Share credible data from a credible source. See the activists' suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about how you can help. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigginton with geoengineeringwatch.org.